when I stopped caring about every other content creator, I became the best one. And welcome back to Off Record with your host, Corey Levy, where we uncover the hidden, behind-the-scenes thoughts and actions of successful people. Today, we speak to entrepreneur, actor, investor, and social media creative and mogul, Jake Paul, who is well-known for founding the modern-day media conglomerate, Team Dom, the talent incubator, Team 10. He starred in Disney's Bizarre Vark. He's a partner and co-founder of venture capital firm, TGZ Capital, and is currently one of the biggest YouTube stars, boasting 11.2 million subscribers and over 2.6 billion views at only 20 years of age. In this week's episode, Jake talks about how he first started in social media, what made him stand out, the various controversies throughout his career, and what you can do to get your content seen and more. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Off Record. Thank you so much, Jake, for joining on the show today. I appreciate you taking some time tonight to chat. But I want to start off by asking you a question. Tell me how you got to where you are today. How did you get started and where are you from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going down. What's up? Yeah, good question. So it kind of all started when I was 10 years old and was playing sports really super competitively. And my dad was like, yo, I'm going to start filming your games for you so that you could get even better and better and better. And so we got this like video camera that my brother and I decided would be like a good idea to take and start recording anything we were doing around our house, our day-to-day life, comedy videos, so on and so forth. And eventually we found out about YouTube and started like uploading videos there because we like saw a bunch of creators that we loved and we were inspired by them. And one thing led to another. A couple years later, like Vine comes out. I saw it the first day it came out and basically started like recording videos on there because I just always had this like natural director slash like filmmaker mentality. And one of the Vines that my brother and I made like a couple months later went viral and the reason why I went viral is because we are super competitive and so we're spending like hours and hours trying to like make better vines than each other so eventually like one of them went viral gained like 5,000 followers and like since that day it's been like an uphill battle on like growing our social network as much as we can continuing to produce viral videos on a day-to-day basis and using our platform to do business do entertainment and continue to grow our personal brands like outside of just social media and then when I first got to Los Angeles for me it was all about how I can conquer the acting space and the business space like no one has ever done it before in social media so I immediately dove into those spots and like just worked harder than everyone else and started my own company Team 10 which was like signing people to this label where we would like be like a Y Combinator for them but like for their careers as entertainers to acting where I was like auditioning a ton and just getting any role that I basically could and eventually that led to me being on Disney Channel and just continued to grind from there but I guess that brings it up to speed as fast as I possibly can without taking up everyone's time. What were your middle school days like? Like, how old were you when you first got your camera? I was 10 when I first got it. In middle school, we would just, like, make videos, like, kind of randomly. But I was kind of, like, the class clown. I didn't love school. I was almost, like, not too smart for it. But, like, I just knew there was, like, something else out there that I wanted to do, spend time on. What did you want to be when you grew up? I didn't know what I wanted to do until 10th grade. And then I found out about uh, the Navy SEAL. And it was like everything I stood for. It was like hard work, pushing yourself to the limits, being like physically fit, mental toughness, um, and then just like fighting for this amazing country that we live in. So I wanted to be a Navy SEAL. And that was like what I had my mind dead set on. I was training for it, figuring out all the things I needed to do to, to become a Navy SEAL. And before I knew it, that's when like everything on Vine started to take place. So I kind of got like sidetracked and wanted to like jump on that opportunity while I could. What would you say like you're uniquely good at? 
It's a very good question. I think two things. Today's space, everyone's like, oh, you need to do music, you need to do movies, you need to do this, blah, blah, blah. But to me, all of that falls under the one category. And the one category is entertaining. And at the end of the day, like, I'm just entertaining. Whatever it is that I'm doing, people want to watch. Whether I'm making a dumb music video, that's the worst thing people have ever seen. Or if I'm making, like, a full-on film and writing a movie and getting it produced by, like, some of the biggest production companies in the world. At the end of the day, to me it's all entertainment and beyond that is marketing i'm a very great marketer i know how to market myself i know how to sell a brand and create excitement around something and so when you combine those two together entertaining and marketing it's like things start to go like crazy is there would you say like a science behind each video you put out or is it more art like do you know if you know we put a dog or a cat in this video it'll get x y and z views or do you have like a checklist of you know here are the things we need to do to make this video entertaining or is it more more of an art it's a great question. It's somewhat an art, but like you said, it's like more more of a science. Everything I do is calculated and planned. Specifically behind YouTube, it's like the most important metric is how long people watch for. And so everything I do in my video from beginning to end is like trying to get people to be fully engaged and continue to watch. And so like a lot of people think it's like, you know, we're shooting what's actually going on when a lot of it is like scripted or planned out or like the second take or more thought of. And it really is a science, even down to the shots, the lighting, you know, how it's edited, so on and so forth. What would be your advice to, you know, a young, brand new content creator just getting started? Never give up. You might spend years. I know a kid before I met him, he was at like 400 vlogs, meaning he recorded like a 10 minute video every day, 400 times in a row without making any money from it and was like a Postmates worker. And he had like a thousand subscribers after that. And so you might have to spend years on honing what you're doing or to blow up. But if it's really what you want to do and it makes you happy, then you should never, ever stop. And hard work beats talent 10 times over in this space. I've seen the biggest kids like MagCon, whoever they are, fall off because they don't have a vision. They don't have goals and they stop producing content. They get discouraged when their views start to go go down, whatever it might be. But they stop and they fall off from there. And then it's history. The social media stars are only relevant because they make content. So they can never stop doing that. If there was one thing you could pinpoint that has contributed to your success more than anything, what do you think that would be? I would say hard work. Honestly, like I know I just preached on it, but I work harder than every single person I know. And the only person that like is on the same level as me is my brother. And if you look at like the top social media stars, it's me and him. So like, I think that's our advantage. We're not the prettiest. We're not even the funniest. We're not the wittiest, whatever it is. We're like up there on all of those categories, but like we're not the number one. But like I said, like hard work beats talent. And especially when we have a little bit of talent that works hard, the sky's the limit. So how do you manage your life and time? Do you have any like specific morning or afternoon or evening routines? Hard to say. I think the reason why it's so hard is because I'm on like 24 seven with the camera and creating content and thinking of those innovative ways. Like I said, a lot of people think we're just like filming, but it's really more of a science. And so I'm always thinking on like how to create that science. And so I'd say like every day for me is completely different. Sometimes I start filming at 5 a.m. and I'm done by like two. And then I can do business after that, calls after that. But some days I'll film literally the whole entire day. And then some days I'll start, I'll do business like all morning and then start filming around like two or three. So for me, it's like super random. Got it. 
about it. So every day is completely different. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's interesting because like I'm sure some other creators experience this, but like it's hard to schedule in anything because like for me, my content is so random, and I'm like perfecting it as I go. And so at some points, I might be like, oh, I want to do this right now. But that's going to take three hours. So like, I'm not going to be able to make my four o'clock meeting. And so for me, I'm always scheduling stuff like on the fly. And that's been really, really hard to manage and like deal with and learn how to learn how to perfect. I even remember like texting you when we were like trying to figure out a time to meet up. And it's like, dude, I wish I knew, you know? Yeah, no, totally. That's why I know you're busy during the day doing videos and I only text you at night when I know there's uh, no crowds to erupt. But uh, what would you say your biggest challenge is right now? I think it's time and management of my time. It's like, what are my priorities? I have so much going on. You know, I'm like I'm running a company, managing talent, essentially. I'm running a merch business, designs and marketing and videos to promote it and how to promote it and contests and and then my own career auditioning, you know, creating a 15 minute piece of content every day. It's a lot to manage. And I think that's my biggest challenge is like, what are my priorities? Everyone and their mom wants to work with me. Who do I say no to? Like what actually could lead to something good? Those sort of things are the biggest challenge. And I think it's also like could be my biggest enemy. And I can only imagine like what other stars go through. But like literally it's crazy. Like I get hit up by anyone and everyone to do something. And so it's hard to like siphon through that. When did that all start? Has that like been the case since you moved to LA or just has it recently gotten crazy? I think it's always been up and to the right. I'm all about like up and to the right. Like how do you get better every day? How do you get stronger every day? How do you perfect yourself as a person every day? And so all about up and to the right. And I think ever since I moved to LA, it was always been getting crazier and crazier and crazier. And like literally hasn't ever stopped. Like literally it gets more and more every day. So how do you make hard decisions? Do you have any like tactics around making decisions? Well, first of all, I have a good team around me to bounce the ideas off of and have conversations with. I think that's super important because I won't always know what's right. Um, then beyond that, is it like, is it something I'm fun? Is it something that like I can enjoy? I'm always about like, not always about the money, but like, how can I enjoy this or film a good piece of content out of it? And so that's something I take into, into consideration. And, and then beyond that, it's like market cap. Like, what is the opportunity? Like, how big can it be? How much time invested am I going to have to put in? I already have like a bunch of stuff going on and little things like that. And then after that, I can make a pretty clear decision. But I also always learn to like trust my gut, like, and instinctually like feel like, the situation out and how I'm feeling like in the moment. You tend to like brush off hate in your videos. Is it painful to have people say negative things about you on the internet or have you built like an armor? And if so, like how? Yeah, I think a little bit of both. I think what I don't like is when people have the wrong interpretation of who I am. I think everyone feels that way. And on the contrary, I've learned to deal with it and like really not care as much. But at the same time, like that stuff will always get to anyone. Like I don't care who you are, or, like what any celebrity says. I've gotten more heat than most of these A-listers, uh, if that's what we want to call them. But like it, it is a lot of pressure and you don't ever want someone to think that you're something that you're not. Like people call me a tool. They call me a douchebag, whatever it is. And like, I mean, I know you could vouch for this without like me even having to ask you and I know everyone that actually knows me in person but like it's just stuff that's not true and I hate to elaborate on it much and give it attention but like it is part of what has gone on in my career and to me it's like nonsense and again I've built up this armor to it and like I care less at this point but like I do want to clear things up for anyone that does have a negative interpretation of who I am so you know and that'll just take time and that's really what I've learned to 
learn to uh, come to and deal with. But there's nothing really you can do and just keep smiling, keep positive about it and keep your head up. And, and there's still the other 50% of the people or 75% of the people that love you. So that's what I focus on. That's awesome. And how do you think like controversy has played a role in your success? Is it something that you think has played a major part? Yeah, I wouldn't say major. I think it's a great thing. Controversy, like people love controversy. Like innately, people love drama. People love to gossip. People love to fight about stupid shit. Like, it's just in their nature. It's in our nature as humans. And so, for me, like, controversial content pieces have performed well. I'm sure, like, I don't know who's listening to the podcast, but I'm sure it's a little bit older of an audience. And so, I'm sure they saw, like, the stuff where I was on the news, like, you know, riding around on my dirt bike. And stuff like that has proven to be a net positive because it, it creates my brand to be, like, bigger and for adults to know who I am. And there are the 10 to 20 25% like I've said who are like oh wow that like I don't like that but really like what I was doing was harmless you know it was fun it was like it was funny and like anyone who knows me knows that I was like acting like that on purpose and like just being like funny with it and that's not who I actually am and so for the the people who like think it's funny the people who know me it just grows my brand even bigger and like makes them like want to follow even more it was like basically a bunch of free press and at the end of the day the truth always shines through so if I was actually like that person in the news or if I was actually like causing that much trouble or harming that many people I would continue to be doing that but the truth of the matter is, is I'm the exact opposite. And so I think the truth will always shine through. And that's why I'm not, I'm not worried about it. What would you say like the most controversial thing you've ever done that hasn't really been picked up or that people know about? I've had like a hawk's eye on me since I started becoming like the number one YouTuber. It got so big where I was like the number one YouTuber, but like I expanded onto that to become like, I would say a household name where the kids love me so much that they're begging their parents for merchandise. And that's why the parents start watching me and know of me. So like I've had a hawk's eye on me and I think pretty much everything I've done controversial has been like touched on in the news and moving forward. It's like, I'm so much more conscious of that after this year. I'm only 20 years old. It's like, I'm still learning this as I go. I didn't have the parents in the, in the industry and people like holding my hand through this. So, I'm still learning as I go, but now I know like where my kind of limits are, if that makes sense. Totally. And I guess who, who are some of your mentors, some of the people you look up to? This guy, Tristan Tales, like he's like super, super creative. And like he always is pushing the content boundaries, regardless of like what the platform is. He's awesome. I love like Dr. Dre, just in general. Like he's the person I looked up to like as my idol almost with what he's done in business, but also with his own career, like personally. And then I have like my close mentors, like my manager, Kevin, Mark Roberts, who's like basically like become a family member to me. And like, he's super big into talent and, and how to monetize there. And the list goes on to even like, I mean, I know you've helped me a ton with my business stuff. And so the list goes on. And I think it's like continuing to keep those right people around you so that whatever you need, whenever you need it, they're there for you and vice versa. What's a mistake that you see like new creators in LA or I guess in general, what's a mistake you see new creators do that kind of hinders them from, from getting seen? That's a good question. A lot of new creators become content, meaning they're like, oh, I blew up and like now I can kind of just chill. I see that all the time. It's a terrible habit and trait. Why do you think people do that? 
I don't blame them, honestly. It's like they're in the center of all this attention. They're in the center of all this money. They're in the center of like a ton of people reaching out to them. Most of these people are young. Like most of these people are, you know, 15 to 25. And so it's really, I mean, it really is hard to blame them. Everything, they're getting every free wherever they go, you know, they're taking care of whatever it is. So it is hard to blame them. And I think everyone has gone through that phase. Like any celebrity has gone through that phase. Like I don't care who you are, you can't deny it. And I think it's about like how people snap back from that phase. And that's where their success is. What would you say you've learned most from your network? I think I've learned like just a lot of stuff that is like boring stuff that isn't like publicized as what it takes to be an entrepreneur or an entertainer. Like there's so much nitty gritty hours of bullshit to go through to like just do anything. Like even just to have a company, like you trademark it, you get the LLC, but then you got the LLC and and people think that you need a C Corp, but then people think you need an S Corp. So then you change it four times and then the name and then, and then you get the copyright and then you have to pay $10,000 for that and you need a lawyer, but then your lawyer sucks late and like. Then you need a new lawyer because the other one sucked. And now all of a sudden the other one cost a thousand dollars, but he didn't do shit. Like, I know I'm being annoying, but the list goes on. And like, it's just the nitty gritty bullshit behind the scenes. I think that people don't see. And that's what I've learned, learned. to respect and learn how to, how to master and conquer as well. I think you've done an amazing job kind of evolving since I've known you, you know, started on Vine and then evolving to YouTube, and TV and um, all sorts of you know, merchandise and starting a business what's next for jake paul honestly like i feel like i said this to my mom the other day i feel like i have so much more to offer to the world and so much potential and so many more ideas and creativeness so for me it's like how can i continue to build my own brand and create the most amazing content on the internet and then use that to build out businesses companies platforms direct-to-consumer products and then as well as creating stuff outside of social media, like I love movies, I love I love TV, I love music, and continuing to expand my careers in all of those areas and to innovate all of those areas as well. Like I don't want to just go in and do the same shit, like I want to change it for the better, which is what I think I've done on social media. And so now it's like knocking out the rest of these categories. I know you said it's been, you know, up and to the right for, for quite some time. Was, was there ever a time, you know, maybe before you moved out to L.A. or right when you moved out to L.A. where you're like, oh, oh shit, you know, I'm not sure this is going to work out. And, and if so, can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I think the first couple of months of me living in LA, I was like in this like joyride. But yeah, there were times after that where I was like, can this, what's going to happen? Like, it's interesting because every year around this exact time that we're speaking, like from September to Thanksgiving, it's the slowest time on social media. Like, terrible. Like, no, everyone's in school. No one gives a shit. Like, it's bad. Uh, if you look at everyone's numbers and study it yearly, this is the worst time. And so the first time I went through that when I was 17 years old and like didn't have that many followers, I was like, what's going on? Like, I'm becoming irrelevant. Um, I'm going to have to move back to Ohio. But if you have that sort of mindset of you're going to fail, that's when you fail. Like, I know I'm going to win. I know I'm going to continue to be the best YouTuber. I know I'm going to continue to innovate the movie and TV space. I know I'm going to accomplish like whatever it is that I actually truly put my mind to. And because I have that attitude and because I'm a little bit cocky about it, that's what's proven to happen in my life. Um, and I want to stray away from that. And what, what would be some advice you would tell your younger self if you could go back in time? Ooh, I would have told myself to learn how to make music better and learn how to speak Chinese and then learn how to like sing, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> 
It's every day, bro. Yeah. Yep. What keeps you awake at night right now? I would say like simply the fact that I'm actually awake at night, like beyond the metaphor or whatever it is. Like I just feel like I have so much to do on a day-to-day basis. So I think that, and also like there's a little bit of luck involved with anything. Like if anyone tells you other than that, they're wrong. And there's a little bit of luck involved with whatever you do. And so sometimes I'm like, damn, like I just need this little bit of luck today or tomorrow or with whatever project I'm working on for it to go to the next level. So sometimes that keeps me up. And I know you're you know, all about getting better every single day and self-improvement. And what's something that you know you should do, but you haven't done yet? I have a, I have a habit of like doing whatever I want <laughs> in the sense of like, I just always want to be like having fun or like going with the flow. Like if I'm in a flow of like business, that's all I want to do. If I'm in the flow of like creative, I literally don't even want to like do business. Like, I feel like I need to change that into like being more regime and, and figuring out how to be able to go back and forth between each flow. What's something controversial today that won't be tomorrow? Yeah, I think it's a good question just in general because like the society moves so fast. There's so much going on that like, and people are so involved that like everything kind of gets swept under the rug, which is kind of crazy. I mean, a good example, Eminem's like freestyle last night at the BET Awards. And I don't know when people are listening to this, but like whatever day it was for them, it's the biggest thing on the internet, like 9 million views in a couple of hours. That is something that's so big that probably won't be talked about five days from now. And to me, that's crazy. This is what I say to people on Team 10, because tomorrow, and like, obviously this is an old analogy, but tomorrow Justin Bieber runs over a paparazzi in a monster truck. Eminem's gone, you know? Yeah, that is what happens. And I guess for entrepreneurs or content creators listening, how do you think they should deal with controversy? Do you think they should shy away from it, seek it, or just kind of like not back away when it comes up? I would say don't be afraid to take a stance. And don't also shy away from it completely. You can use it to your advantage in many cases, but also don't become too involved. I kind of play on that same line of like, I'm there, but I'm not. And so then it's like, what's going down? So they can never pick a side or, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's good. And I guess you and your brother pioneering kind of merchandising in a way that's that's never really been seen before with, with influencers. What do you think you guys did differently than those before you? I think it's a couple of things. One, it's like every day we understand that the, the videos that we're making are essentially commercials for our products. And so when you have that mindset, everything becomes completely different. Number two, we created a fun way for us to organically promote our merchandise. Like it's funny when I promote my merchandise, when most creators are like awkward about it and it comes across weird and fake, like it's a saying, like it's a thing for me to promote my merchandise. Like my fans say that shit to me. They're like, merch link in bio, always plug, buy the merch. Because that's how fun we've created it to be. And that kind of happened naturally and like just how we are in general. But at the same time, it's become this kind of ingenious way. And because of that, we're also not afraid to pr- push our products. Like I know a lot of creators who are like, oh no, I want it to be perfect. Like, you know, I can't put this out yet, blah, blah, blah. And we've kind of gotten rid of that, that whole mentality. And what would be your advice to a kid listening that wants to join Team 10? You have to be unique and you have to be innovative and you have to be like willing to move out to Los Angeles and you have to be a loyal person. Like we've had so many people already that, you know, just like aren't loyal and, um, and we're a family, so you have to vibe with the crew. And it's almost become like social media is not even like the biggest aspect of it. It's like, how are you going to provide value to everyone else? Like, are you going to help with their videos? Are you the funniest? Are you the craziest? Do you just have the best camera shots? Like, wh- how do you de- contribute to the team? 
So, who's the last person you signed and why? I believe it was a six-year-old named uh, Ben Hampton. So we see a market there where like he's gonna become the most popular kid under the age of ten, like in America. And because of that, we'll be able to work with specific brands that align with his demo and want someone like him, like an old Navy who you know maybe doesn't want to work with all these older influencers and wants a younger influencer. And also, he just like provides an awesome aspect to content. Like he's funny. Like. He's this little cute kid running around, so uh, it just works on camera as well. And, and how important would you say collaboration is? Like, if I'm, you know, someone in Ohio right now, I go to high school or middle school. Like, would you recommend me putting out content every single day by myself, or me and a couple of funny friends doing it together? How important is collaboration? It doesn't matter if you're with your friends or by yourself, but collaborating with other people who have followings is super important, regardless of how big their followings are, because. You, you just have to grow from the start and get your name out there however you can. People also like to see two different personalities and awesome people together. So it, that's a big thing. And I think putting out content every day, it's like to be the best, you have to beat the best. So when I came on YouTube, the best person was posting every day. So oh, I had to post every day. <laughs> we're um, we're going to see twice a day soon. I'm not saying that I haven't thought about it. <laughs> What uh, is there any like book or podcast or quote or or thing that you live by that you think other people should either read, listen to, or or live by? I think the most important one that's been sitting with me for a while, and especially uh, for my age demographic and for the people who are maybe listening to this and in the social media world that we live in, is successful people don't worry about what others are doing. Everyone wants to see the hottest girl, the hottest guy, the dopest car on Instagram, the funniest person, who's growing the most followers, Kylie Jenner's pregnant, whatever it is. If you want to be successful, you're not worrying about that. You're creating your own dynasty and empire, and, and then everything else will come. And I found that to be so true. Like when I stopped caring about every other content creator, I became the best one. And I'm so confident in that because it's like me and my brother are the best and there's no number three. That's because I've lived by this saying and super important, especially because of all the social media stuff and everything so instant and direct. Awesome. And I guess I want to bring up one more thing. I mean, I've seen uh, you're 20 years old, you're living in LA, your your career is at an all-time high and just getting stronger, as you said, up and to the right. You're choosing to move out of LA and kind of cut out the distractions, which I think is is great. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I think um, it's like we've created this thing where like we're the attraction. And so I think the reason why I was in Los Angeles is like to be able to meet with everyone and blah, 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 and be direct and like have access to everything. But like now it's people come to us and, and if we were meeting with less people, I've already met with the rigmarole, pretty much know, you know, whoever it is on the list in Hollywood. And now it's like we're very strategic. We know what we need to do. We know who we, who we need to meet with. So it's it's less time needed to be spent in LA. There's more land, there's more space, there's more house out farther from Los Angeles. And so with that, I can continue to create better content, have studio music in-house, which cuts down on my time, you know, driving around places and really just become smarter about everything and be able to scale everything more in a bigger house with talent, employees, whatever it is. Something I'm super passionate about now is like I found this new lane in music where it's like, you don't have to have the best voice. You don't even have to be a rapper, but you're basically creating music that's like around social movements. You take the biggest rappers, whoever's one, or even musicians in general, whoever's number one, two, three, four, five on the charts right now, you know, Taylor Swift, Drake, whoever it is, they're not going to make a song about how they, their homework is due tomorrow. Where like I can find this lane of making a song about that because it's a movement and like millions of kids like want to hear that song and like jam to it because like, 
they don't want to do their homework that's due tomorrow. But for Drake to make that song, like, he would lose all of his street cred. Taylor Swift, people would be like, this is dumb as shit. So, like, I'm super excited about this, like, new lane of music uh, that I found where it's, like, more around social movements and having fun and just simply being, and back to my point late, earlier, just simply being entertaining. So, so you think music is totally evolving and, you know, I guess in short, the music doesn't really matter. Is that right? No, I mean, I, I would not like that. Like, I think this, like, specific lane that I found is, like, going to be something that we see to pop up in the future with content creators or whoever it is as musicians. But how would you describe that lane? Like, how, how is music evolving? Um, I would say, like, music attainment. Like, it's entertaining music. Like, it's not you know, the club jam, it's not going to be played on the radio, maybe, but like, another example is like a song about making a milkshake, like just fun, random stuff. Maybe it's about like, how you don't have any friends anymore, whatever it is, like, it's just a different lane of like being able to be creatively free without like having to be like, oh, my voice doesn't sound good here. Like, I'll make a song in 12 hours and that's the wave because it's like, doesn't need to be perfect in my eyes. Like, that's not the type of music that I'm creating. And so it's a little bit different than anything else that's been done before. And so I wouldn't say like the whole music industry is evolving, but like, I'm just saying like, I believe I found like this new lane along with a couple of other YouTubers, like this new space. And I guess you put out a song in 12 hours. It's gotten 100 plus million views number two on iTunes. Is that right? Yeah. Um, I, I, there are a lot of creators that I imagine are perfectionists. Um, what are you a perfectionist or you, or you just put out high quality stuff quickly? I think it's both. I'm a perfectionist. Uh, I wish I had more time every day. What's interesting, which everyone should think about is that the audience, when you're doing like the type of content that I'm creating, it's like, they don't expect perfection because the reason why it's like a daily vlog, it's like a day-to-day life thing. And so you're capturing moments like in real time, which why is it, it doesn't have to be perfect. And so that's what's almost so interesting about it because it's perfectly imperfect, <laughs> which is kind of cheesy, but like <laughs> it is in a sense. The beauty of it is that it isn't perfect and it is those real moments and the water does get on the camera and sometimes there's dust on the camera or sometimes you look ugly and you're, you have pimples showing and the lighting's bad and blah, 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 so on and so forth, you know? But that's why it's so relatable and so real and, and it's like the New Rage reality show. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to continuing to watch your career go up and to the right. Thank you for taking the time. For sure, my man. Thank you so much, Corey. And uh, keep on killing it as well. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode with Jake Paul. Thank you so much, Jake, once again for coming on the show. It was very interesting learning how Jake came into the social space and dominated it. And not only that, has ventured into acting, music, investing, merchandising, and what he sort of does different to cultivate this massive reach. And the downsides of having this large audience where the bad comes in, there's hate and how he copes with it and how he overcomes adversity. That's all very interesting to listen to. You can find all of these links in the description. You can also follow your host, Corey Levy, on Twitter at Corey. Suggest what guests should come on next. We have episodes coming out every Tuesday, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Off Record.